This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, where hundreds of researchers make new discoveries inspired by the work of previous Dana-Farber scientists. Learn more about their momentum at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. If you were a superhero uh-huh. and your arch nemesis wanted to lure you to a trap, what could they use <gasps> to entice you? If you want to poison me, I, I, no matter what time of day it is, I can't say no to a glass of champagne. Okay. So, like, you could, that's really easy. Like, I'm, yeah, like, I'm on the flight at 9am and they're like, champagne? And I'm like, well, yeah. You're listening to It's Been a Minute. I'm Aisha Roscoe, filling in for Sam Sanders. All right, listeners, I'm going to tell y'all a little secret. I was really nervous for this interview. Like, I, I was really freaked out. I'm a huge fan of the guest today. You might recognize her from one of the biggest TV shows of all time. I am not your little princess. I am Daenerys Stormborn of the blood of old Valyria, and I will take what is mine. Amelia Clark famously played Daenerys Targaryen on Game of Thrones, also known as the Mother of Dragons. Trust me, we'll get into all that Game of Thrones stuff later, but first we're talking about another mother, Mother of Madness. Amelia just wrote a comic book, Mother of Madness. It's about a single mom who's a scientist, sex worker, and secret superhero. As the heroine, Maya takes care of her kids, stands up to sexes at work, and fights bad guys in her free time, she makes mistakes and figures things out along the way. Amelia said that it was really important to show that she's a superhero, but still human. There's all these very serious comic book heroines who are rightly adored wouldn't it be funny if if they were a little bit messy wouldn't it be funny if we saw one that actually like needed to you know pee in her costume this hero also gets her powers from something that's usually taboo to talk about all that and more with amelia clark enjoy Maya is the main character, and she gets superpowers when she's on her period. Yes. Um, And so tell me about that creative decision, (laughs) because I feel like menstrual cycles are not often discussed in pop culture, and certainly not in a positive way. Like, I think, like, horror movies like Carrie, um, that's when you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, yes. Think about periods. Like I don't hear periods talked about in pop culture in a positive way. <laughs> no, complete, completely, completely. And if you drop your tampon on the street, there's a, there's like a, oh god, oh, oh my, my god. god, oh my god, hide that, oh. hide it. Yes. There's like a shame kind of. Yes. Like I remember growing huge... up, like I was like a shame. Like this is like as a mm-hmm. teenager, I was like, I don't want people seeing me getting tampons yeah. and pads. Like it was yeah. like embarrassing, even though everyone has it if you have a uterus. Yeah. Like it's like a part of the thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a part of the job. But um, I kind of... the So the period is a fun way of discussing... The things that come along with having a period. I feel mm-hmm. heavy. I feel mm-hmm. ugly. I feel sad. I feel angry. Mm-hmm. I feel all these things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go out. I'm in pain. I do, all of these things that just are just shrouded in shame mm-hmm. and make you feel awful. And trying to turn it on its head to the point where those things are the things that make you the most powerful and 
to be celebrated. And so why not give this woman this period that we all don't really like and these hormones that we all hate and these emotions that we can't control and make them the thing that makes her save the world? Do you... So when it comes to the emotions, like Maya's superpowers are connected to her emotions. Anger becomes strength. Fear becomes Mm -hmm. invisibility. Tara Mm -hmm. becomes supersonic hearing. And women, as you said, like women are often told you're too emotional. I mean, quite quite as as it's kept, men are very emotional. I Mm -hmm. I, I just want to say that. But women are the ones who are told that they're too emotional. Have you have you been told that in your life? Is that something you've encountered? And like hells yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. How have you dealt with it? Yes. Constantly. Oh, I've been told it as recently as last year. Like it, or just like oh, man. what I used to get as a kid quite a lot was too loud, too much, mm. too much. Mm. It's all just too much. And when you're, when you're a kid and you're happy and you're loud with it, and someone tells you to be quiet, that is like the worst feeling in the world. You see, I can see, you see it in in kids. It's just like shame oh my god bright red go silent be in a sulk don't okay i've got to try and be invisible i forgot i wasn't allowed to to express myself right uh and then as you get older especially for women that translates into the 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 glory line you're too emotional um or conversely, crack a smile, love, which is one of my all-time favourites. <laughs> um, and then Mother Dragons really comes out. Um, so it's it's either you're too much or you're not enough. You're not enough of the you know just you're smile, just just be placid and smile, and and that's yeah, that's the safest mm. place to be. And now I'm at a point where if someone in a professional setting told me I was too emotional, then I would. Uh, let them know. <laughs> they you haven't seen nothing yet. Uh, <laughs> like, I will burn okay. this sucker down. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You haven't even seen emotions. Let me tell you. Um. Yeah. Coming up, we talk about the start of Amelia's career as Daenerys. Stay with us. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Here's a familiar situation. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Good question. That's a really good question. It's a great question. This is free therapy. Thank you for asking me that. God, that's such a good question. That's an interesting question. But what Fresh Air interviews are really about are the interesting answers. Listen and subscribe to Fresh Air from WHYY and NPR. I, I do wonder, like, zooming out from gender for a second, like, have have you ever felt, like, boxed in by... Your iconic role on the biggest show on the planet, Game of Thrones. Like, have you ever felt like people just can't get past you as Daenerys? Like, well, it's 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 been a really interesting one. I definitely don't feel it to the extent that maybe I could have. I think mm. that's partly because we look different. She has yes. bum length peroxide <laughs> hair. 
it took four or five years for me to be recognized as a brunette in the street. Okay. Like I, yeah. I used to take, I used to be walking down the street with Kit and someone would be like, hey, can you take a picture of me and Kit, please? And I'd be like, yep, I can. <laughs> uh, very happily. <laughs> okay, you want another picture with someone? Let me, I do it. So I think that was very helpful. So then if I walked into the room, they're not seeing, they, they, she lived in another world for a while. Mm-hmm. It's a world yeah. separate from me. And I, mm. I, I learned very early on not to Google mm. yourself, not to read reviews yeah. of the show, not to uh-huh. read articles about it because I read one and was like, oh, this is not, a good idea I'm never going to do this again I feel horrific about myself um yeah. so that allowed a big amount of separation I don't know it I was I was a part of a of a very big zeitgeisty thing mm-hmm. but but continued to do other stuff in the hiatuses yes. that mm-hmm. I had between the show and so was constantly aware of the fear of getting penned in and oh I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a certain type of script that's 100% going to come my way regardless. <laughs> and I'll be like, nah, this is not going to happen. Um, <laughs> like, not again. Um, but it's also such a niche thing that there yeah. are only so many versions of that. I think for yes. a while yeah. there, was a, there was a lot of like, uh, not a bad boxing in in terms of like they wanted a strong powerful woman to come in and 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 play this strong powerful female role which is Mm -hmm. delightful that's gorgeous give me those till the cows come home um but now i I think the boxing in isn't so much that people see me as game of thrones but so much that thus far in my career there are a bunch of things i haven't done yet that i know i can do and that i would love Mm. to do and i don't think that's I don't think that's a direct result of the show. I think that's just a direct result of, of of not telling that story yet. So it's not annoying when people like me come up and go, mother of dragons, breaker of chains. That's not annoying. Yeah. Or is it sometimes it's, like, cut it out, cut it, cut it out. That's not, well, it's, like, it's, that's it not. depends who's doing it. Like there's, okay. there are, <laughs> like, largely speaking, it's wonderful. But the, okay. the worst one is the like drunk bloke in a pub being like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it turns into a whole thing and you're like oh okay oh no personal okay. space oh okay <laughs> just just drunk heckling um on yeah. the best of days is not great yes yeah yeah no and you know that's that that's a lot um and and yeah. i guess you know you started game of thrones when you were just a baby um yes and you, it's like your third acting role. And I mm-hmm. couldn't imagine like going through kind of being thrust into the public eye like that in my 20s. Yeah. I wouldn't have coped well at all. Um, h- how did you cope? And, and like, is there anything that you wish you could tell yourself back then? The thing, the thing that really helped was having a brain hemorrhage after the first season. Oh. That really, it just... It, I mean, it changed everything. It changed absolutely everything. It changed the way that I saw myself. It's changed the way that my friends and family saw me. It changed how I saw the world slightly, but it kind of gave me this, I don't want to die drive yeah. uh, and yeah. I don't want to get fired and I just want to keep working. So I'm just going to keep my head down and I'm just going to keep working and I'm not going to look at the other stuff that's going around. And I had four years to adjust to, to just doing that because people weren't mm. 
tapping me on the shoulder, asking me for a selfie. Um, And so that gave me a huge amount of space. But Christ, the thing that I tell my my 22-year-old self now is just chill. Chill (laughs) out. (laughs) Calm down. Yeah, take it easy. Be be gentle with yourself. That's the hardest thing. Yeah, I really, yeah, beat myself up quite a lot. Then and still yeah. now, but but quite extraordinarily, then it's just convinced, just convinced they were going to find me at any moment. Oh wow, really? Like so, you go through that too? Like I'm. Not oh yeah, that. oh yeah. You that might. lasted almost almost eight seasons. Like that went the whole oh, wow. gambit. That was like the whole way through of just like at some point someone's going to go. No, you're not allowed. Leave. <laughs> Ah, I could not, I did, I wouldn't think that for you. Now, I think that for myself all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> like, get out. Yes. Done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the game is up, honey. That's, yes. we're, we're no longer needing your services. Yes. Um, but also that was, <laughs> that kind of, I think I latched onto that idea because that was scarier than me dying of a brain hemorrhage. Was that, mm. so I was like, I have to, I have to do this as well as I possibly can. And I have to give no one any excuses to, 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 to think I'm, I'm messing this up for anyone else. So I just took the, I took the responsibility of like the HBO and the Game of Thrones, the title. I kind of took it quite seriously. So that's why the advice I give my younger self is like, chill. And then to try and enjoy it. I definitely think I didn't, I didn't allow myself much enjoyment of the process mm. for the first few mm. years, for sure. Yeah. Do you did you feel like you couldn't advocate for yourself and because, you know, when you're feeling like I could be out at any moment, it's like yeah. I gotta, you know, be happy to be here and like Yes. You know, like did you feel like you couldn't advocate I mean, for yourself? I mean, the first season was wild. The first season, like everyone was just like, We don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're making. Let's just go for it see what sticks and it was all we were all babies we're all the same age we got drunk we went around (laughs) the world we like had so much fun and and it was very much like you know this could get cancelled at any point we're all in the same boat like lol (laughs) and so then season two came around and i had had a brain hemorrhage and got real it was people liked it and they wanted to carry on so then you're like oh oh, oh, okay we need to like do some work okay Mm -hmm. so it felt very different but um I think it was less that I didn't feel like I could advocate for myself and more that put me in any job in any scenario and I wouldn't have felt that I was allowed to 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 feel anything other than happy to be there, which I was. I mean, the the first season was basically me being like, I got a job. <laughs> like, this is awesome. I have money coming in from these people who hired me to do this job. Holy shit. This is, I've won the lottery. This is the greatest thing in the entire world. And then, and then after that, it was like, oh, I need to, I need to do this properly. And it was, it was definitely a matter of how old I was, how inexperienced I was. If I'd wanted to complain, I never would have. I don't think I. I don't think the mm. the, the the. I don't think I ever even entertained the idea that mm. that I would have anything to add to any of the conversations that were being had outside of what I was bringing. It, it kind of that took a that took a little while. So I suppose that's the reaction that I had to being thrust into this kind of crazy world was um, uh, not ever knowing that I can just 
just be you. They wanted you. They hired you. So you can yeah. just, just do that. That's, that's enough. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, how Hollywood has changed and what's next for Amelia. Stick around. Support for NPR and the following message come from the American Cancer Society. Dr. Alpa Patel leads a team that researches cancer risk factors, and she shares how a new study aims to impact an underrepresented community. My greatest hope for the Voices of Black Women study is that it will help us understand and identify culturally tailored ways to change and really eliminate the unacceptable disparities for future generations of Black women as it relates to cancer. To learn more, go to voices.cancer.org. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at BetterHelp.com slash NPR today to get 10% off your first month. You're a part of uh, Time's Up UK. Yes. Um, And they deal with some of, you know, like pay equity in roles, yeah. combating sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is a very different time than when you started. You have, you know, known abusers are getting dropped from jobs. More women yeah. are speaking up about differences in pay. And then, like, HBO and other networks, they're hiring intimacy coordinators yes. for those, sort, you know, for sorts of scenes, obviously. And, and you've had to talk about this a lot about, you know, Game of Thrones and nudity mm-hmm. and sexual violence. And but but do you feel like the show would be different if it were shot today than it was then? And obviously that's not on you because you were just starting out. Who, Like you said, who knows? Who knows how, yeah. what this is supposed to be? And, and But do you think that the powers that be would have to do something different now? Yeah. Pick any show, any any yeah. movie that was shot in whenever, whenever we started this show, um, <laughs> yeah. 10, 11 years ago, um, yeah. any single one of them would, would if, if, where there's, any hint of nudity or sex Mm. or Mm. sexual violence or whatever it is that you're depicting on screen, any of them would be called up and said, we do things incredibly differently now. Because I got to say it, it's, it's, it's wild how different it is now. It's incredible. Mm. Something has happened in the shortest space of time Mm. that obviously should have been happening for a very long time before now, but it's happening now. Thank God. That is (laughs) absolutely brilliant. I get to speak to young actresses and they tell me, you know, their experience with an intimacy coach. And I feel like a grandma. I'm like, what? (laughs) That's so cool. Oh my God. And I just... So it's less that I'm there going like, damn it, why didn't I get that? And it's more, well, thank the heavens that that's yeah. what's happening now. That's just, yeah. how, that's how it should be because it's yeah. weird. And yes. even with an intimacy coach, it's weird. You're faking sex. You're faking yes. having sex with someone. Yes. That's weird. That's <laughs> It's <odd>. strange. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a really strange. weird thing to do. What did you do this <laughs> afternoon? Well, let me tell you. I dry hummed a stranger for like two hours. It was very weird. <laughs> very, very weird. Very, very weird. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, and you people 
know what she recorded it. And people watched and they were there. You know, I do <laughs> think it's changed enough. Do you think things have changed enough? Well, I, I'm yet to be on a set that requires me to have sex with someone on screen. So I'm okay. yet to see mm. it firsthand. To see it. So okay. it'll be fascinating mm. when I get mm. to see it firsthand. But mm. I think that from from what I'm seeing and from what I'm hearing, we're all moving in the right direction. But I think that it is a bigger thing than just intimacy coaches. I think it's a structure of power thing. That's that's the other thing that I think times up is is dealing with and, and, and practically breaking those things apart and trying to make them better is a long, difficult, drawn out process that's about awareness and about educating and about forcing people to be accountable for their actions and all of these things. But I think that because when it comes to the art, and I'm literally just specifically talking about my industry now, when it comes to the arts, mm. the the joy of the arts is that it's a collaborative process. I feel mm. this so vehemently that any piece of art that you see, it's happened because a bunch of people were coming up with something together. So the power structure should reflect that. It should, yeah. we should find ways to, and it's just going to make it better. I wanted to ask you about... Um, one, you are now joining the Marvel Universe. Um, yes. And you are going to be a part of this, one of my favorite storylines. It's really one of my favorites. If you could see me, I have the Secret of Invasion comic book <gasps> sitting right beside me. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. That's all we like to hear. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I love Secret Invasion. It's one of my favorite storylines. So I was just wondering if you could like, you know, drop a hint or drop like some nuggets or, you know, anything that you could tell us oh, about God. about it. <laughs> it's I really. So this is what I've said. I, I said this to someone else before. The first people that I spoke to in Marvel from when I got the job, when they were like, yes, mm. you, you can have it. It's yours. Mm. Um, was their security team. Oh, so Lord. I am. <laughs> I'm a woman living in fear. <laughs> I am so petrified <laughs> of saying something to someone where they're like, oh, you ruined it for everyone. And now the show's <laughs> not ever going to happen because you said a stupid thing. <laughs> um, but all, all I, all I definitely feel like I can say is that yeah. I am so juiced to be a part okay. of this okay. wicked team. It's like okay. everyone I've met has been exemplary. They've all been brilliant and I'm just mm. really excited. Okay. Really, really excited. Okay, okay, okay. Because I, I love it, so I really want it, you know, I can't <laughs> wait to see. And I'm like, you know, I, I told some people I was talking to you and they were like, you got to get the details. But Yeah, I you know. know it's, and it's I okay. can't wait to talk about it. That's the annoying thing. I've, had so, I've got so many thoughts already and I just want to share them. But I'm not going Okay, to. <laughs> okay. It's, it's going to be good, but you got to yes. keep it secret because those security, they'll come after you. Yes. Do, do, you, do you feel a pressure? Sure, joining these kind of beloved properties. I mean, you you did Star Wars, the solo movie. You did obviously Game of Thrones. You've even you've even been in Terminator. Now you're doing this. Like, do you feel a pressure joining this stuff? This for me, weirdly, has the least pressure of all of them because 
of the mm. fact that the Marvel Universe is populated with some of the greatest actors around. They've been doing an excellent job. Do you know what I mean? The water is warm. Yeah, I'm just going to slip in. I'm just going to slide in there. No one will notice. I'm just going to do my best. Yes. See what happens. See if I stand out like a sore thumb. You don't feel like it's all on your shoulders. Like you feel like you can just. I can can kind of have fun and be a bit more relaxed about it as opposed to being like, oh, let me hold this really heavy bag for a while and pray that no one judges me for it. Um, (laughs) It doesn't feel like that. It feels much, much more collaborative. There we go. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. This has been really lovely. I, oh, you know, you've been you. really nice. I was really nervous. Um, no, and, <laughs> like, you, you're like really, really nice. So I, I lucked out. Um, and so, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Amelia Clark. Her new book, Mother of Madness, is out now. This episode was produced by Liam McBain. It was edited by Jordana Hochman. Okay, listeners, it's really been great to sit in the host chair. I've had so much fun. You guys have been so kind. And you've been game for all the the crazy stuff I've thrown at you guys. So I am so grateful. Sam is back on Friday. And for that, he wants to hear the best thing that happened to you all week. Record yourself and email the file to samsanders at npr.org. That's samsanders at npr.org. All right. Thanks for listening. Till next time, whenever that is, (laughs) whenever Sam needs a break, I'm Aisha Roscoe. Take care. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.